Local talk is back in the valley. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show, weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And a good afternoon to you on this fine Tuesday evening. Uh, it is uh, winterish here in California's Central Valley. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV, definitely, especially at night, uh, at least here in the Stanislaus County area, feeling uh, a little chilly, and it puts us in the uh, in the Christmas mood. And by the way, just want to thank you for being part of the Mike Douglas Show here, as I have the privilege of serving as your concierge for conversation here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Want to uh, acknowledge in just a few moments, of course, uh, today's day in history, 80 years ago, uh, the anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor. And we'll be talking about that in just a few moments. Have you ever been there to the Pearl Harbor uh, Memorial and to the, the Punch Bowl in Hawaii? There is something being there above the Arizona as uh, it lies beneath the surface, there, there is something that I, I think is, is overcoming. And you think of all the ridiculousness that we hear from uh, a lot of woke politicians and mouthpieces, the greatest generation. These, uh, I, I just think back to the grit that it took for a lot of young guys what, 18, 19 years old, maybe 20 years old, who were maybe grew, well, they had grown up on the farm, for example, in the Midwest, perhaps. And uh, just, just remember back when you were 17, 18, 19 years old. And these men, these boys, became men very quickly during World War II. And I just have to think that in today's world where we're feminizing men, I'm sorry, I just feel that we're destroying what God intended. And that was for the male to be male, the female to be female. And in, in the marriage relationship, co-equal in, in terms of their love for each other and, and parenting and such, the man is made stronger physically, normally. Now, I know, I know there are some females out there that can probably whip me with one hand tied behind their back, but that's not what I'm talking about. There is a God-given role for the male in this world, and one of them is to be a protector. It is to be a protector. And these young men, they charged the gates of hell with squirt guns, so to speak. They were outnumbered. The stats were against them in, in many uh, cases. You think of what happened in the Pacific Theater in, in uh, the war with Japan, and in, in addition to what was happening in, happening in Eastern Europe. Uh, those men, as uh, they took on Germany, think, think of storming the beach. And, and many of those young men just took on the job because it was the right thing to do for God and country. And they stormed the beaches of Normandy with courage, with resolve, knowing that they might not make it. Have we lost that today? Have we lost it today? I'm not—I I worry about what our culture has done to the male. Because when you start to feminize, when you start to destroy the male as God intended it, then you begin to dilute the effectiveness of the family. And my friends, I, I think we see a lot of that, the effects, the unintended or maybe intended consequences of that in, uh, in our culture today. And I... I I just think back, I mean, think of it. And again, I want to go back to, to standing there at the Pearl Harbor Memorial. And as you proceed through it and you think of the fact that you are standing above the USS Arizona 
and uh, the young people that had a watery grave there. The sneak attack by the Japanese on December 7. It's just sobering. And there's nothing like just being there and uh, walking those steps and just feeling the, the emotion of the moment. And uh, I don't know, I, I, just, I just feel we're losing so much of that connection today. So I encourage you, and, and we will do so a little bit later in the broadcast today. We will take time to uh, properly acknowledge and, and celebrate those who gave their lives in the service of their country to protect our freedoms as they were caught unawares on December 7, 80 years ago. I, uh, I, I think back to tradition. I think that has a lot of it to do with it, don't you, And in, in terms of generation to generation. If we're brought up respecting the country, not, not respecting the flag because, well, that's the thing to do and not think about it, but understanding what the flag represents, understanding the sacrifices that have been made uh, over many conflicts, many wars over the years. And uh, you think of uh, those that served in Korea. I have buried quite a few World War II veterans. And by and large, I think to a person, these men were humble about what they did. For the most part of their lives, they didn't feel it necessary to rehearse what happened to them, whether they were in Europe or whether they were in the Pacific Theater. But these were people of resolve. These were people who had a, a tremendous work ethic. These were people who did not want accolades. These were people who did not want pity. These were people who served without wanting the nation to give them things for their sacrifice. They quietly served. I don't know if you've ever listened to Hometown Heroes, 6 o'clock in the morning on Saturdays here on AM 1360 KFIV, but uh, those stories are, they're, they're more than inspiring. They dig deep within my soul anyway, and they touch me because of the humility. These men talking about being under fire, these men talking about seeing people next to them blown away, injured by shrapnel. Uh, these men fought with resolve, and they knew why they were there. They knew what they were fighting for. And I think so much of that is being lost today. And I think of the, the AOCs and the Talibs and, and others uh, in Washington, D.C., who seem to sneer at one mean, what it means to be a patriot. And it, it disturbs me deep within my soul that we have those kinds of leaders in today's culture. And again, we, I don't believe in just being a patriot without thinking. I believe in being a patriot because we acknowledge the sacrifices that it has taken to keep us a free country. And now we look at, and frankly, and I'm just going to be very, and you may not agree with me, that's fine, but I look at a lot of what the Biden administration is doing today, undoing a lot of what those men in World War II sacrificed their lives for. And to me, it's disturbing. And yes, they have the right to have those perspectives, but ethically, no. December 7th, 1941, the attack on Pearl Harbor, more than 2,000 Americans lost their lives that day. And of course, the next day, the United States, United States declared war on Japan. This is an inspiring time. This is a time that we ought not to let pass without recognizing and remembering. And if you haven't revisited that history, I, I encourage you to do so. And I think we need to take the time here on the Mike Douglas Show to unabashedly remember and unapologetically salute 
those who gave their lives in the service to their country 80 years ago in Pearl Harbor, December 7, 1941. With that, a salute to all, all military personnel throughout the ages. Thank you for your service. We love you. We support you. And thank you for defending the rights that we have in this country today. Thank you for your service. Mike Douglas Show continues in three minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic, now from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. Eastbound 120 Manteca, slow today, Main Street to 99, and northbound 5 through Lathrop. That is tied up from Louise Avenue all the way to Roth Road. For the latest on the Valley Reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. From the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. This report is sponsored by the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Hey, it's Buck Sexton. If you enjoy listening to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show, you better check out the Buck Sexton podcast. It's out every morning. A quick rundown of all the news of the day. Please subscribe to the Buck Sexton podcast on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah, the holidays right around the corner. You know, you got to be thinking about time with family, the season. You can't. You got that constant joint pain. Listen, if that sounds like you, it's time to get some relief. And the medical professionals at Modesto Physical Medicine, they got all the answers to chronic joint pain. They're natural therapies that help your body heal itself. Is it that nagging pain in your hips? Maybe your shoulder, your back? Oh, the knees. Modesto Physical Medicine gives relief without going under the knife. Matter of fact, it's a simple office visit. No downtime, no harmful drugs. They treat pain through regenerative cell therapies. It activates the body's own healing properties. They give patients their quality of life back. Get started now. You'll have something to really celebrate for the holidays. Call for your free consultation at Modesto Physical Medicine, just blocks north of Memorial Hospital in Modesto. Call 209-838-3434. That's 838-3434. Call now, 838-3434. The sooner you get started, the faster you'll feel the amazing relief. That's 838-3434. Radio advertising can connect your business with holiday shoppers wherever they go. Use iHeart Ad Builder to create an affordable custom radio ad right on your phone. Just click, listen, approve, then hear it on the radio. Create your customized ad today at iHeartAdBuilder.com. Whether you're vaccinated or not, it's important to know the symptoms of COVID and its variants. Fever is the leading sign of COVID and the flu, so make sure you use an accurate thermometer. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Non-contact thermometers have no clinical evidence behind them, and you cannot rely on them. Be vigilant and seek medical advice at the first sign of fever. Learn more at exergen.com. Looking for the perfect gift? Get them a shirt from Untuck It. Untuck It shirts are designed to be worn untucked. They're the easiest way to keep him looking sharp and feeling comfortable. You can't go wrong with their super soft flannels, wrinkle-free shirts, performance shirts with stretch, and cozy sweaters that are all perfect for right now. They even have a line for her. Find the perfect gift for every guy on your list at one of 80-plus Untuck It stores or at UntuckIt.com. Untuck It. Shirts designed to be worn untucked. Wendy's knows a better breakfast starts with a better biscuit. That's why you can get a hot and buttery Wendy's breakfast biscuit with bacon or sausage, fresh cracked egg, and cheese for just $1. Get your Wendy's Buck Biscuit sandwich today. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's. The Trevor Carey Show. Amen. Follows Mike Douglas every weekday at 4. Well said. On Power Talk 1360 KFIV. 
And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And again, our, our salute to our acknowledgement, our memory, 80 years ago today of the attack upon Pearl Harbor. You remember, historically, the United States of America was not involved in World War II up to that point. Uh, we really had not entered this uh, conflict at all. And it was that uh, attack at 7.48 a.m. Hawaiian time. The base uh, in, in uh, Hawaii, in Honolulu, was attacked by 353 Japanese aircraft there at Pearl Harbor. They include fighters and dive bombers, torpedo bombers. They came in two waves, and they were launched from six aircraft carriers. There were eight U.S. naval battleships present. All were damaged, four sunk. All but the USS Arizona were later raised. Uh, six returned to service, went on to fight in the war. And uh, again, if, if you've not been to the World War II Pearl Harbor Memorial in Hawaii, Pearl Harbor, I, uh, I encourage you to do so. Again, it, uh, it's sobering, sobering to be there. Again, our salute to all those who gave their lives and uh, the generations that have followed them as well. And again, as always, we at the Mike Douglas Show 100% salute and appreciate our military veterans and active duty as well. We appreciate you more than you possibly know. Thank you for your service to our country. I mentioned a couple minutes ago a work ethic that, uh, again, I've, I've buried many World War II veterans, quite a few Korean vets, um, some Vietnam veterans as well. By the way, I, I, I just feel horrible about the way that a lot of our society treated Vietnam vets when they when they came back it, it was atrocious just absolutely atrocious and unwarranted as well but anyway moving so for those of you by the way and I I've served in law enforcement and in the fire service with some Vietnam veterans and I've heard privately some of their stories and uh, if you served in Vietnam, or you served in one of the later wars, again, I want to salute you and appreciate you and let you know how much you are appreciated. Well, there was a sense of bravery. There was a sense of a work ethic involved in all of these people that, as a pastor, I've buried over the years. And so when I see this whole minimum wage issue come up on the radar screen again, I, I pause to ask people, look at every single side of this issue possible before you cast a vote. Now, what do you mean, Mike, cast a vote? Well, there's an investor and an anti-poverty activist by the name of Joe Sandberg, and he is wanting to put an initiative together to get an $18 minimum wage on next November's ballot. That's in November 2022. Now, there's some pushback, one from Sacramento State economist Sanjay Varshney, and he says small businesses who struggle amid wage increases will continue to be impacted even more. Let, let me give you the perspective. Are, are you in... In business, are you a business owner, a manager? Are you responsible for the bottom line? You may know what I mean here. Now, I'm a nonprofit CEO with Advancing Vibrant Communities, and we have to meet. We have to meet those minimum wages. Now, because of our size and such, uh, we, are, uh, we are about a year behind everyone else when it comes to... Uh, being about a year behind what the minimum wage is. So, for, for example, right now, for our size of nonprofit, uh, 
we have to pay the minimum wage of $13 an hour. Come January 1st, it'll be $14 an hour. In 2023, it will be uh, $15 an hour. And what uh, this proposal is, it would make California's minimum wage $18 an hour as soon as 2025. I don't know where you are. If you're a manager, you're a business owner, I can tell you one thing. If we have to go $18 an hour, uh, we're going to have to cut back a lot of services. Well, Mike, it's a nonprofit. You have volunteers, isn't it? Well, yeah, we have volunteers. But you have to have employed people to make sure that the volunteers have something to do. You can't run a well-designed and strategic nonprofit with just volunteer people. Very, very difficult to do. You have to have payroll so that you can employ people to do the job. I think this is a very dangerous, dangerous situation. Let me uh, let that uh, sit and simmer with you for a couple of minutes. Our phone number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483. Again, we've been uh, saluting and paying tribute to those who lost their lives in Pearl Harbor 80 years ago. Barbara from Stockton, what are your thoughts about that monument? Oh, Mike, it was the most wonderful experience. In the 1980s when I went to Pearl Harbor and we went out on the monument, and uh, you have to wait your turn, you know, for the Navy, uh, for the, them to take you out to the monument. And while I was waiting at the area, they, you know, they have the monuments from uh, countries and states from all over the world. And while I was waiting there looking at the monuments, I, w- I was walking down the, the aisle where they were, and I think it was the 39th uh, plaque where it said Stockton, California, from the veterans of Stockton, California. Mm. And, oh, I was just, I just had a thrill go through my heart because it was just so wonderful. It, it does something to you, doesn't it? I mean, it's it almost does. indescribable, right? Yeah. yeah. So did this... And when, you, and when you go out to the monument, you know how when you stand over, the monument is built over the ship, and you know how you can look right down on the deck because they've taken yes. all the guns off. Right. And occasionally you still see the oil bu- bubbles come up from the ship. You know, but it's just such a moving experience. A- absolutely. Did it enhance your appreciation, uh, Barbara, of what oh, happened there, did. having it been there? Made, it, yeah. made, it just made me feel so proud. Absolutely. Barbara, thank you so much for, uh, for your well, comments. Really welcome. appreciate that. All right, Barbara okay, from Stockton <laughs> has been there uh, to the Pearl Harbor uh, Memorial. And uh, again, I, a, as you stand there and you think of the fact that you're standing above the USS Arizona and you, you think of the sacrifices that were made, you, you think about more than 2,000 Americans who perished that morning and it, it just gives you a new appreciation for what this country is about and uh, the fact that we do have to defend ourselves in order to have freedom. Well, we're going to hear uh, a couple of comments from a World War II veteran no longer with us, but his comments have been preserved. We're going to hear from him in about five minutes here as the Mike Douglas Show continues. Thank you for being with us. Our phone number here, 209-551-3483. Back in five minutes on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Are you a veteran or no one? Lending for Living has a complete veterans home buying program in place to help today's veterans take advantage of their VA home loan benefits. The lowest interest rates, no money down, and the expertise and team to make it happen. Veterans Ed Parco, VA mortgage advisor and president, Lending for Living, along with Robert Atkins, veteran and realtor. Don't wait. Visit LendingForLiving.com for VA home loans today. 
Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic. Now, from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. Eastbound 120 Manteca, slow from Maine to 99, and 205 through Tracy. Eastbound, we have a tie-up from Tracy Boulevard to MacArthur Drive. More slow stuff waiting for you on North 5 in Lathrop, 120 all the way to French Camp. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Hey, it's Buck Sexton. If you enjoy listening to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show, you better check out the Buck Sexton podcast. It's out every morning. A quick rundown of all the news of the day. Please subscribe to the Buck Sexton podcast on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Psoriatic arthritis made my joints stiff, swollen, painful. Tremphia is approved for adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Emerge Tremphiant. Tremphia can help reduce joint symptoms at 24 weeks. Some patients reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Individual results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection at week zero and four, and then every eight weeks. Following the two starter doses, that's six doses a year. By prescription only, serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Tremphia. Emerge Tremphiant. To learn more, call 1-877-578-3527 or visit Tremphia.com and talk to your doctor about Tremphia. See our ad in Health Magazine. I grew up thinking that history was boring, but then I learned about Exeter, Rhode Island, where in 1892, the townsfolk dug up three women looking for a vampire. When they found her, they burned her heart and fed the ashes to her dying brother as a miracle cure. For stories about monstrous creatures, wicked mortals, and dreadful places, go subscribe to Lore, available for free on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more over at lorepodcast.com. We'll just come back from breakfast. Forging important changes across health and science. On Breakthrough, a new series from the Prognosis Podcast, we look at the medical mysteries and the opportunities COVID is leaving in its wake. From a new condition doctors are trying to understand and treat, to how mRNA technology promises to revolutionize the fight against diseases like cancer and multiple sclerosis. Listen to Prognosis Breakthrough on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. This report is sponsored by SmartMouth, the only 24-hour mouthwash with twice daily use. Big interview. You check your suit, your resume, your palms. But wait, did you check your breath? Get SmartMouth, the only mouthwash that provides 24 hours of fresh breath with just two rinses a day. Find SmartMouth anywhere you shop or get 20% off at smartmouth.com radio. Sunny with a mix of clouds today. We'll see highs topping out in the mid-50s with some light wind. Cloudy overnight, mid-40s. And then mostly cloudy again tomorrow. Highs in the 50s. Local Talk is back in the Valley with KFIV's Mike Douglas. Weekdays at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on a very sobering date. It's December 7, 2021. 80 years ago uh, was the attack upon Pearl Harbor. Over 2,000 Americans uh, died that day. And I... I just think we need to make sure that we take the time, not in, in just passing, just in, in a, a little acknowledgement here and there type of way, but we need to stop and appreciate the dynamics of what happened the day, that day and the historical significance. Not only you know, almost the overcoming uh, sense of awe over the fact that this brought the United States of America into World War II, this surprise attack that, uh, that occurred at 7.48 a.m. Uh, Hawaiian time, 353 Imperial Japanese aircraft attacking Pearl Harbor. And we need to think about what was it like to be one of those young men aboard one of those ships. Can you imagine that? Well, we have the words of one of those veterans. He's uh, no longer with us, but his name was Richard Artley, and he was there. 
80 years ago as this attack on Pearl Harbor developed. And we have the privilege of having his recollections of what happened that morning. He talks about what he remembers about that first wave of aircraft coming in that morning on December 7, 1941. We had just come back from breakfast. We thought we had a, something to run, run into us when the first torpedo hit. But the Navy says they're absolutely positive that eight torpedoes hit the Oklahoma and very likely ten. I was in the steering room aft. I would just below the water line. There were eight of us in there. We had lights for about ten minutes. Then the lights all went out. Of course, the ship turned over to port 151 degrees. Just a little bit of her bottom sticking out of the water. Can you imagine just being a young kid stuck in that steering room and you you feel the impact of these torpedoes and the ship then rotates about 150 degrees? Unbelievable. And uh, he was asked, Richard Artley was, about his most vivid memory of that moment. I didn't know we couldn't open any of the doors in the steering aft, but they were all locked from the other side. If I had known that, I would have gone nuts. And so we just, hell, I slept some of the time down there, and the water was still coming in. There was a fresh air blower coming into our room because it was hot. Oh, God, it was hot. I mean, these are young boys, young men, and they are becoming very mature very quickly as this attack uh, became very real to them. As, uh, For example, as Richard Artley was stuck in this steering room, and you hear how matter-of-factly he relates this. And again, I, I think there's, um, there's a generational attitude that sometimes I think we're losing today. And yet I look at a lot of the veterans coming back from the Middle East and how with resolve, and we've seen some of them on, on television as commentators. I think of uh, Joey Jones uh, his legs blown off. Uh, you think of all the, uh, the wonderful work that Tunnel to Towers has done in providing a lot of the, the veterans from the Middle East who have lost arms and legs and uh, they've, they've been burned severely. So there are lights. There are points of light. I just, uh, I, I just cringe when I hear such anti-American rhetoric coming from our leaders. Well, let's continue with Richard Artley. Again, no longer with us, but he was there 80 years ago on the USS Oklahoma. and He described what it felt like and his memories of being extricated from that damaged ship which was sinking. The ship had already been hit with all those torpedoes and already turned over. And they drilled holes wherever they had to to get to us. We were very fortunate. We had two seamen on there. They'd gone to quartermaster school in the States before. They had just joined the ship about two weeks before the war started. And uh, they knew Morse code. Somehow they got to talking to some of these people. And they finally told him, don't talk to us anyway. We know where you are, and we're coming as fast as we can. When they did get down to us, they drilled these holes. They said, get ready to come out. When you get ready to take you out of here, just stiffen out. Because they had both sides of the places where they had those holes drilled. They just passed us out of the ship. And there was a Liberty boat down there, and... One of the guys, George DeLong, he said, I, I was sure hoping I could go to Mass tonight. And this guy says, man, this is not Sunday night. This is Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't, isn't it amazing to hear the resolve to survive? And think of those who were rescuing this man. They were at peril as well, obviously on a ship that was sinking. 
And you think about those young men who, who faced death in order to save others. You know, these are, these are stories we need to remember. These are stories we, we need to recall from time to time because this is the kind of humility bathed in greatness that we need to foster today. And I think of so many, again, of, the, of these men that, and I've, I've talked to their families and had the privilege of talking to a few and, and the, the, the sense of just the quiet resolve to do the right thing, to, to be there for the right reasons, to fight for freedom, and to f- look death in the face and not cower. And I think this is something that we need to remember today as we are, are faced with discouragement. And I know some of you feel discouraged. Some of you feel like giving up. Some of you feel like there's no hope in our culture as this woke culture uh, bathed in and with its claws into Marxism. uh, That's where its energy comes from. It's fueled by socialism and Marxism. You just have to look at the evidence there, and it's very clear. They're not going to win, my friends, if you and I have this same type of resolve that Richard Artley and those other guys stuck in the steering room of the U.S. Oklahoma had 80 years ago in Oahu and Pearl Harbor. We need to have that kind of resolve today to say it may look dismal, It may look like we're not going to win. It may look like the odds are against us. But we must persevere and we must proceed with the mental attitude that we are going to overcome a lot of evil in this country. And this ridiculous wokeness has to be snuffed out. Not the people. Not the people. Their minds need to be changed. But the strains of of Marxism and socialism and evil that pervade the, the woke culture needs to be snuffed out by good. Anytime that you light a small light, it dispels the darkness. And believe me, well, you don't have to believe me but I would want to convince you that a lot of what's happening in the woke cultures today, and it's happening in some congregations, it's happening in politics, it's happening in schoolrooms, a lot of that is very, very dark in terms of its very nature of evil because it's based upon lies. And so I encourage you as, and we're going to play one more soundbite from Richard Artley, As you listen to this, I encourage you to listen to it in terms of encouragement to fight the good fight, to persevere. Righteousness will win in our culture, my friends, if you and I are willing to stand up against the darkness. And even if we just have a flicker of light about us, that light will help dispel the darkness, I assure you. All right, let's listen to our final comment from Richard Artley. Again, he uh, no longer with us, but uh, these thoughts were recorded before he died. He was there 80 years ago aboard the USS Oklahoma in Pearl Harbor. He talks about <clears throat> the relief of being freed from what would have been a, a watery prison. Oh, I was scared. We all talked very positively. They'd get to us some way. Lieutenant Commander Hobby was the ship's first lieutenant. He kept talking to us, and when we got down where we could talk to him verbally, we got our spirits up, and we thought, now he's going to really get us out of here. By God, they did. Yes, they did. 
Yes, they did. And notice, there was no, we're done for, we're going to die, all is lost. No. What did they do? Friends, when we are up against it, when things look the most dismal and dark, the darkest it appears, when it seems like there's no hope, our mental attitude is absolutely crucial. You heard it in Richard Artley's voice. You heard it in, in, the, in the guys that were there to rescue them as they were giving them positive encouragement, and they made it. And the way that we overcome this kind of evil, the way that we face evil and death is with a positive mental attitude, knowing that good wins. Now, as a pastor, I can tell you I read the final book of the canon of Scripture that we have, and I believe I know how things turn out based upon Scripture. I don't know where you are with that, but that's okay. Let's just take a look at where we are right now in this country. I know some of you feel like giving up. Some of you feel like just uh, throwing up your hands and saying, well, we might as well just uh, come to grips with the fact that we're going to be in a socialist country and California's lost. My encouragement to you is every war is won one step at a time. Every victory is accomplished one step at a time. It doesn't happen all at once. And we must be courageous and adopt not a Disneyland-esque, not a tiptoe-through-the-tulips, unrealistic, positive attitude. I'm talking about looking at the challenge before us and based upon the courage of these guys 80 years ago to face death and to survive, we too will survive the ridiculousness of this country. We are going to survive the Biden administration. We are going to survive the Newsom administration because you and I are lights in the darkness. And the ridiculousness, the hypocrisy, you and I will deal with if we don't give up and we persevere. Man, I got wound up even with no coffee. We'll be back with the Mike Douglas Show. Our number here, if you'd like to weigh in on that, 209-551-3483. 209-551-3483. As the Mike Douglas Show continues in three minutes on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. The Mike Douglas Show, every weekday at 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Power Talk 1360 KFIV traffic now from the J&J Heating and Air Traffic Center. Eastbound 205 in Tracy, slow from Tracy Boulevard to MacArthur Drive. More delays waiting for you after that on North 5 uh, through Lathrop, starting around 120. Then it loosens up after uh, Louise Avenue. Uh, before grinding down again in French Camp, right around Matthews Road. For the latest on the Valley reopening, tune to news on 1360 AM KFIV. This report is sponsored by the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Hey, it's Buck Sexton. If you enjoy listening to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show, you better check out the Buck Sexton podcast. It's out every morning. A quick rundown of all the news of the day. Please subscribe to the Buck Sexton podcast on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. I grew up thinking that history was boring, but then I learned about Exeter, Rhode Island, where in 1892, the townsfolk dug up three women looking for a vampire. When they found her, they burned her heart and fed the ashes to her dying brother as a miracle cure. For stories about monstrous creatures, wicked mortals, and dreadful places, go subscribe to Lore, available for free on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Learn more over at lorepodcast.com. Psoriatic arthritis made my joints stiff, swollen, painful. Tremplia is approved for adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Emerge Tremfiant. Tremplia can help reduce joint symptoms at 24 weeks. Some patients reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. 
Individual results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection at week zero and four, and then every eight weeks. Following the two starter doses, that's six doses a year. By prescription only, serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Tremphia, emerge Tremphiant. To learn more, call 1-877-578-3527 or visit tremphia.com and talk to your doctor about Tremphia. See our ad in Health Magazine. Hi, Mike Douglas here. Did you know the average dog needs 60 minutes of exercise per day? Well, Canines on the Move understands that exercising your pet is essential for good health and alleviating destructive behavior. Trust the experts at Canines on the Move. If you're too busy to exercise your dog, call Canines on the Move at 209-226-1150. That's 209-226-1150 because a walk a day keeps the vet away. Audible is the best place to listen for everything you're into, from comedy and motivation to popular podcasts and and best-selling audiobooks. Right now, take advantage of a special holiday offer and save 60% on your first three months. Learn more and sign up at audible.com. At 4.30, we pause and honor the veterans, Pearl Harbor Day. And at 5.30, author of The Plot Against the President, Lee Smith. The Trevor Carey Show, 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Thank you so much for joining us today. And yeah, just a personal note. Thank you for putting up with my emoting today. I, I just, this uh, f- for me is, is a gut-wrenching thing, the condition that we're in today. And I don't want to become the uh, United States Socialist Republic of California. I I believe that California is redeemable. And uh, I I believe it's redeemable because uh, those of of solid mind and good character and solid worldviews, if we stay the course, if we stay the course, we will begin to influence one person at a time and this government overreach and such uh, will be dealt with and uh, in the proper way, the way that the founders decided that it should be uh, dealt with. All right, coming back very quickly, I introduced uh, this topic of the $18 minimum wage. Would you vote for that? Would you, If this makes it on the ballot, again, uh, Joe Sandberg, he's an investor and uh, anti-poverty activist. He uh, he wants to have an $18 minimum wage on the ballot in November 2022. That'll be interesting, along with the gubernatorial race in California, and along with uh, well, I, here in Stanislaus County, for example, uh, we're going to be electing a, a DA, and uh, uh, also a sh- sheriff is up for re-election as well. Going to be very interesting to see if this makes the ballot. I think uh, I think the problem is the attitude towards the minimum age, uh, minimum wage. Minimum wage is never designed, in my opinion, to be a living wage. It's an injury wage. It's uh, you know somebody maybe has uh, another gig and this is a side gig, or they're retired, or they don't want to work full time and. Uh, it, it, it's a way for small businesses to stay in business. It's a way for nonprofits like Advancing Vibrant Communities to do what we do. And, and if all of a sudden uh, it's, we, we have to make living wages for even part-time employees, my goodness, uh, the only thing we can do is not employ people and uh, cut back on services. You're going to see that like a, a domino effect. I am fairly confident that wiser heads will prevail as we come up in November 2022. And the way to fight poverty, in my opinion is not to jack up the minimum wage and put businesses out of business. In my opinion, the way to fight poverty is to get government's foot off the neck 
of people who are struggling and allow them to succeed. That, in my opinion, empower people, train them to succeed. To me, that's the way to end poverty, is to give people opportunities instead of keeping them beholden to the government. All right, let's go very quickly. We have about a minute and a half left. Uh, Dennis from LaGrange has a comment about the minimum wage. Hey, Dennis, uh, what are your thoughts about it? Well, uh, it ties into the fact that I believe the United States is and has been a socialist country for a very long time. The reason being that, old as I am, the dictionary definition of socialism was and still is the ownership of the means of production by the state. And de facto, if not de jure, the government in the U.S. owns every means of production, as well as every financial institution, as well as us, our, our lives personally, because they make the rules. And this is, one of them is, an $18 minimum wage. What business is it of government that what businesses pay uh, employees is any of their concern? On what basis, what constitutional basis does any entity, government entity, tell anyone what, I mean, yeah, fact is, if you talk about precedents, it's been there for 100 years. But de facto, I mean, it, uh, de jure, well, whatever. Either any case, they government own all everything because they tell people they shut them down, they shut down businesses, they tell banks what they have to maintain as reserves. In other words, they're in everything. So I want I'm, somebody to tell me why is this not? I'm, already I'm, I'm with you, Dennis gotta run thank you i'm i'm with you 100 percent on your sentiments there thanks for calling and uh, yeah we need to get government out of uh, out of the business of business let business flourish let the market do it see you tomorrow at three o'clock <laughs>